Welcome to the fourth branch program. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. To the fourth branch program, the place for common sense. Today is Thursday, January 30th, 2020. I am MD. We continue the conversation about what is current affairs in Washington, the impeachment of Donald Trump. Today there is the consideration of the debate as to whether to accept the admittance of witnesses into the trial of the impeachment trial of Donald Trump. Imagine for one second you walk into a courtroom you were chosen as a member of the jury. The judge will provide you instruction as to what the task is or are, depending on the trial. will instruct you, will provide you guidance because the judge, of course, cannot assume that you know anything about the role for which you were called in. Because it's really anybody, any American in living in the United States of America. Of course, this is usually done by state. You most likely would not be called to become member of a jury in a different state. Now there are circumstances depend that that may happen but in general you would receive a request to be a juror in your own state, your state of residence. But the judge and all the expert legal uh, within the legal system do not in any way shape or form expect anyone called in to become a member of a jury to have any understanding of how it works now if you participated in that process before you will feel comfortable doing it without really much 
instruction, but the judge nevertheless will go through the process with you. And the most important thing that the judge try to assess in order to accept you, because usually there are many more people are, are sent a request to become member of a jury for a particular trial, irrespective of whether they need that many people or not, because some people will not answer, some people will answer, will not be qualified, and so on and so forth. But for the people that uh, have been identified as prospective jurors for that particular trial, the judge will try to assess whether you fit the criteria to be a member of a jury for a particular trial. But the most important thing the judge will focus on, at least two of them, is one, that you are impartial, meaning you will pay attention to testimonies, you will pay attention to argument, you will pay attention to the defense, and after all is said and done, you will go into a process of deliberating to figure, along with other members of the jury, as to whether the defendant is guilty or not. Now, for those who want to participate in the process, they will abide by the process. They will do whatever is necessary to make sure that they do their civic duty. But some people, as we have learned uh, through anecdote, they sometimes lie to the court so that they can be discarded as member of a particular a jury of a jury for a particular trial. They would say, for instance, that an ex a good example would be if someone uh, is being considered for. Uh, to, to be a member of a jury for a criminal trial in which the defendant kills someone. Now that individual, let's call that individual juror A, may not want necessarily to be part of that and may come up with some kind of story that he would not be fair because he, a member of his family, or whatever the case is, a close friend, was killed and because of that, he doesn't like murderers. So he already made up his mind that that person will be, he would vote to, to crucify that person. And if the judge believes that the person is genuine, because again, some people may try to get out of it because they just don't want to. Uh, so if the judge decide or assesses the situation uh, that that individual is genuine, juror A will be discarded because juror A cannot be admitted as part of the process because you cannot already have a preconceived mind going into that process because if you do, that means you don't care what the evidence is. You don't care whether the person is guilty or not. You're just going to vote a specific way irrespective of the facts so you would not be admitted now I tell you all that because even as a civilian we are put through a process 
to prepare us to be fair towards the defendant. Now, let's take a different approach. Let's say Jewel B said, come, came into the process, just like Jewel A, now discarded because of his view. Let's say Jewel B came into the process and determined that he's going to find the defendant not guilty because a member of his family was accused in the past of a crime and it so happened it wasn't true. So that individual, Jewel B, walk into the process and say, definitely, I don't want that. Uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, it doesn't matter what the defendant argument is. It doesn't matter what uh, evidence is presented. I'm going to find the defendant not guilty because a member of my family, a close friend of mine, was accused of a crime he or she did not commit. Jewel B will also be discarded because, well, you cannot come into the process with a preconceived mind. And we're talking about civilian, people who don't know the law, people who don't understand how the system works, people who have to learn from a judge in five minutes how to behave. Now, outside juror A in that particular scenario and juror B, most people who respond to uh, a request to become juror, they perform the task, their civic duty properly, accordingly, appropriately. Because that's what we expect. That's what the public, that's what the system expect to happen. That members of the jury would spend time listening to argument, listening to witnesses, assessing, evaluating the evidence before coming to a conclusion as to whether the defendant is guilty or not. Now, whether you already made up your mind that the defendant is guilty or you already made up your mind that you gonna acquit the defendant, both sides are wrong and would not be admitted as jurors. But imagine that People who actually know the law, people who legislate, people who read and understand the Constitution, those people are the very people who say, we do not give a damn about this process. What kind of example would that set for the future generation? And how in the world a judge, because if personally, and I kid you not, if personally today I was to be called as a member of a jury for a particular trial, 
and the judge was asking me to become impartial, the first thing I would ask the judge, why would I be impartial? I'm watching today the United States of America, the senators, the Republican senators in Washington. They took an oath to become senators and on January 20 and on January 16, they took an oath to be impartial jurors. And they said, who cares? The Constitution wants us to be impartial. We don't give a effing about the Constitution. We're just going to do whatever is good for us, whatever is good for our political party. Now, they may think, or you may think, and those people who support them may think it's good for them because they're defending the President of the United States. Are they? But most importantly, to the detriment of what? For the past two plus years, the country wakes up every day to confusion, to chaos, triggered, caused, generated by the very individual whose primary job is to prevent it in the first place. Hi, my name is Mike Duchenne, host of the Fourth Fringe Program, The Place for Common Sense. FDR said that the liberty of a democracy is not safe if the people tolerated the growth of private power to a point where it becomes stronger than the democratic state itself. Ownership of government by an individual, by a group, or any controlling private power is fascism. FDR also warned us to beware of that small group of selfish men who would clip the wings of the American ego in order to feather their own nest and to never underestimate a man who overestimate himself. We did also receive warning from other very famous politicians. George Washington, the first president of the United States, warned us to guard against the imposture of pretended patriotism. With this publication, we tackle the discussion on how the guardrails of our democracy are being removed, the rule of law trampled, the constitution shredded right under our eyes. Is it politics? Join me every day for our regular program aired at 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then.
Alexander Hamilton asked the question, uh, made a statement. And it is a powerful statement. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. George Washington said, Beware of that small group of selfish men who would clip the wings of the American eagle in order to feather their own nest. Notice the powerful statement. That small group of selfish men who would clip the wings of the American eagle in order to feather their own nest. If you ask any American as to whether he or she is a patriot, you would get one, either one or two reaction. One, they would quickly answer positively, of course I am. How could you ask me that? Or they would prefer to be, or they would pretend to be upset about the question and not answer the question. For a very long time, I've been putting out articles which make a case, which made cases as to how the Republican Party in general, and most Republican in particular, have been lying to not only themselves, but to the rest of the country as to values that they've held deeply. Family values, Christian values, moral values. And for a very long time, nobody has ever questioned them. Because, you know, it's personal. Who would question whether you are a Christian or not? And besides, who cares? Republican legislators, congressmen, senators, or elected officials, governors, mayors, secretary of state, etc., they all have exploited the naiveness and the gullibility of the Republican electorate. They know exactly how to manipulate the Republican electorate. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning of this program, well, I don't mean today, in the beginning when we first started this program, that I didn't give a hoot about stupid, ignorant people. I couldn't care less because I was more concerned about people who can help advance the affairs of the country who are concerned about the affairs of the country, people who are genuinely patriot. And we made very clear the people that we considered to fall into that category, those categories. 
Not because you put your hand on your chest during the national anthem that makes you a patriot. We already discussed that at length. That's not what patriotism is. So we begun this journey and pushing aside people we consider either too gullible, too naive, and people who can be tossed one way or the other depending on, uh, on uh, the direction of the wind. Those people we always, we claim that those people, they're not gonna provide any substantive contribution to our objective, which is to perfect the union. But as we got wiser, we realized that we cannot leave those people behind. It is a difficult task to try to educate those individuals because, well, some of them already have already made up their mind that they don't care about anything. They've already embraced an idea. They stick to that idea, just like we explained to you in the introduction today about juror A and juror B. They do not care about anything. And those are the type of people that Republican leaders, so to speak, exploit. Because they know that those people, they're not going to budge. No matter what. Now, in my effort to try to help educate individuals who find themselves in this type of predicament, and sometimes I have to be very courageous to do so because when it comes to people with lack of intelligence or logic, Sometimes I, I have very little patience. Ironically, I have unlimited patience depending on the predicament, on the situation. For instance, if it has to be with educating children, you know, ch upcoming children, I have unlimited patience. <clears throat> And I realize it's purely psychological in my case because I work in my mind that people at certain level, at certain age, although there are exceptions to that rule, people at certain age, they deserve uh, patience, they deserve our attention. And I would take as much time, they could take as much time as they want or as they need in order to get to the next level. And you would not find me irritated or frustrated. And, and it's not something that I have to think about. It happened pretty much naturally. But when it comes to adult people, I expect to have a certain level of intelligence, a certain, at least some common sense, I become very irritated when I find out how in the world can someone be so stupid, so dumb, so naive? How could someone let others manipulate them so much? And we're not talking about 
And I mentioned that many, many times here. We're not talking about people who then go to school, people, people who then go to college. If you watch the impeachment trial, now you watch especially the defense making argument, you have to, you have to come to the conclusion that they believe they're speaking to an audience of idiots because their argument do not even pass the simple test of logic. I listened to Alan Dershowitz making argument yesterday about the fact that if the pr president of the United States does something that he believe is good, that cannot be an impeachable offense. Now, you have to ask yourself the question, which audience is he addressing himself to? Because people with logic, people with even the, the basic knowledge cannot possibly buy this argument. In fact, it's similar to what Richard Nixon said, that if the president does it, it's okay. It doesn't matter whether it's a crime, but if the president does it, it's fine, no matter what it is. And Alan Dershowitz, in case you don't know exactly who that is, Alan Dershowitz is actually a very education-wise, very smart, very intelligent individual. The guy has a PhD. He, well, he was teaching at Yale University, professor. So you cannot clearly, obviously, from you cannot say that guy is a stupid guy. But he is that guy making this argument. And he has a national audience. I didn't go to law school, but I can tell you that this argument sucks. It doesn't pass even the most basic logical argument. But he relies on the fact that he has an audience that will buy that. So Republicans in general, they've always rely on the naiveness and the gullibility of the Republican electorate in order for them to succeed in everything that they say. Now, the issue of the impeachment of Donald Trump is very complex in, in, the, in the sense that, uh, first of all, in order to get to the impeachment of a president, it's not a simple thing. It's not a, a walk in the park. It, 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 you go through so many processes before you get to that point. And as I explained before here, that's the only tool provided in the Constitution to hold the President of the United States accountable. Without impeachment, the President of the United States is not accountable to anyone. In fact, you've seen firsthand that the President, the Donald Trump, has refused categorically to cooperate with the legislative body. Which means he has violated the oath that he took, which is to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Now, it doesn't matter whether you voted for Donald Trump or not. It doesn't matter whether you support Donald Trump or not. If you were to, if you were to be an American patriot, 
you cannot possibly agree with Donald Trump doing those kind of things because this is the erosion of a system of government. This is the erosion of our democracy for anyone to go along with that. No matter how you feel, nobody is asking you to be okay with it, to feel it's great. But if you are a patriot first, you cannot go along with Donald Trump categorically refusing to answer to the legislative body. It didn't say in the Constitution that if the legislative body is run by members of your own party, then you should cooperate. That's not what's said in the Constitution. So that's how I know when I talk to Republicans that when they say they're patriot, I know that they're just saying that because, well, they cannot say otherwise. Because if you ask someone, are you a patriot? It's very rare that you would find a person say, no, I'm not a patriot. But if you watch a person acting, you can tell that that person is no patriot. Because patriotism is not a, an expression. It's not something that you just say because it sounds good. A patriot has to do things that actually benefits the country. And when you have a, an individual, especially the executive branch, who took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution, violate the Constitution, and if you're okay with that, you cannot call yourself a patriot. Picture yourself pulling a gun and shoot someone and you say, I'm not a murderer. What are you? What would you consider yourself to be? Words without actions are useless, worthless. So I know with a high degree of certainty today as I'm talking to you that most people in the Republican Party are not patriot. You have a group that support Donald Trump, that back up Donald Trump, no matter how much it destroy our system, our institution, no matter how much it trample the rule of law, no matter how much it shred the constitution, they support him. But they want you to believe that they are patriot. They are not patriot. But all that aside, we expect at least the people we call leaders because the Constitution expected an individual such as Donald Trump to come along at some point during the existence of the Republic. That's why they have in the Constitution a means to deal with individuals like Donald Trump. The impeachment process. As I argue many times here before, what the Constitution, at least the framers of the Constitution, never envisioned, and I don't know how they could possibly have, that there would be all the members of a political party, all the members, not some, all the members of a political party would become so corrupt that it would jeopardize the system that we have. Because today, as we stand watching the impeachment trial of Donald Trump evolving, we know that's where we're at. That all the Republicans, because they know that 
calling witnesses will definitely expose Donald Trump for who he really is, a criminal. Now, we already know that because Donald Trump is awaiting the exit, exiting the Oval Office to be charged in the state of New York. So we already know Donald Trump is a criminal. But because of the Department of Justice ruling that sitting president cannot be indicted, so that's why Donald Trump is not indicted. Now, the impeachment trial that's going on, if the Republican senators were doing their job, meaning, number one, to uphold the Constitution, number two, they took an oath on January 16th to be impartial jurors. If they were taking those tasks seriously, there should not be any debate about calling witnesses. And yet, that's exactly where we're at. According to all the media, MSNBC, Fox, CNN, all the major networks have been discussing, have been commenting, have been talking about the fact that GOP doesn't have enough votes to block, wit to block witnesses. That may no longer be true because according to the latest report that GOP is becoming more confident that now they can block uh, the they can block uh, uh, the appeal of witnesses. So now the question is at this point really the question is, why would members of the legislative body do that? Their job, according to the Constitution of the United States, is to oversee the executive branch, not to become the, def the defense team, the defense uh, lawyers for the executive branch, but to oversee, meaning literally to hold the executive branch accountable. But that's not what we're observing. We're observing, we're watching, we're hearing members of uh, many different uh, uh, commentators, journalists, reporters, they all making one single argument that GOP is trying very hard. When they say GOP, they mean Mitch McConnell is trying very hard to prevent witnesses from being called. Now, again, as I mentioned, uh, The Republicans rely exclusively on the gullibility and that the naiveness of the Republican electorate in order to make a point. Because think about it for a moment. You may hear a lot of argument for and against, right? Because that's that's the way it works in Washington. Republican would say, we don't need witnesses. 
and they come up with all kind of explanation telling you Democrats should have, Democrats should have, Democrats should have. Now you may buy the argument, but if you are have been living in America, you know there is not a single trial that takes place in which there is no witness. Not a single trial. That's number one. Number two, you should ask yourself the question, why are Republican senators so gung-ho about preventing witnesses from coming forward? Have you asked yourself that question? Three, if the president is innocent as he's been claiming that it's a hoax, it's this, is that, and the other, the witnesses in question are people who were in the room with him. So, if you think about, it, about that clearly, if you had people who were in the room with you who can speak and say that you're innocent, why would you want not want that those people to come forward? Now you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to have to have to have gone to to college in order for you to understand what that means. The only reason you would not want people who were in the room with you to come forward and speak is because you do ex not expect those people to say things that exonerate you. You don't need the Republican to explain anything to you. That is, if you have a brain of your own, logic is not something people can, can twist. Again, as I mentioned, Republicans in Washington rely almost exclusively on the naiveness and the ignorance of the Republican electorate in order to make their case. Now, you may not like Democrats, and I'm not here to ask you to. But if you are concerned about the United States of America, and you want the truth, you want the facts, you want to know whether the accusation that the Democrats lodge against the president, if you want to know those things, then you have to ask yourself the question, why exactly are Republicans standing against the idea of calling witnesses? Listen to Fox exactly explaining that. Let's get the latest for what we know at this hour from Chief Congressional Correspondent Mike Emanuel on Capitol Hill. Good evening, Mike. Brett, good evening. The Wall Street Journal first to report that a Fox News source confirming that McConnell telling his Republican senators he does not have the votes to block witnesses. Now, it's not entirely clear what that means. Some have suggested if there's one witness, there may be many witnesses on the day that the president's legal team wrapped up its opening statements in his defense. I apologize for this. No. It started it start getting really uh, ridiculous. So let's, let's just take a short break. We'll come back uh, to um, 
to continue this conversation. If you are a patriot, you cannot not be outraged. Because this is not a matter of being Democrat or being Republican. Because the very reason that our democracy survives is because of that very structure of our government. The minute that you don't have any oversight, then at that point, the idea of democracy in the United States of America ceases to exist. So if you are a Republican and you think it's okay, then you too are no patriot. There is no other word of saying it. No matter what you hear people saying, trying to sugarcoat, trying to go around to explain it to you, that's all it means. If you are okay with what is currently going on, with Donald Trump, with the Republican Party, you categorically are not a patriot. Let's get the latest for what we know at this hour from Chief Congressional Correspondent Mike Emanuel on Capitol Hill. Good evening, Mike. Brett, good evening. The Wall Street Journal first to report that a Fox News source confirming that McConnell telling his Republican senators he does not have the votes to block witnesses. Now, it's not entirely clear what that means. Some have suggested if there's one witness, there may be many witnesses on the day that the president's legal team wrapped up its opening statements in his defense. Now, um, what you just heard actually is outdated because according to the latest report, uh, GOP are now is more confident that they may have enough vote to block witnesses. Now, I am personally outraged by the fact that the individuals, senators, who are supposed to hold the president accountable are the very individual who are not only condoning his action, but providing him even with more opportunities to do what's wrong by the country. Because what do you think happen when someone get away with crime? You see what happened immediately after the conference by Robert Mueller following the end of the investigation because Mueller did not lodge any charge against the president specifically the very next day Donald Trump was on the phone with Zelensky doing exactly the same thing for which his administration was investigated 
In other words, one can rest assured that what the Republicans are doing is not for the good of the country. We know that because one, they're doing something against the Constitution of the United States. They're doing something that violates the oath that they took. They're doing something that violates the oath that they took for the impeachment trial. So we know there is no good to what the Republican senators are doing. But ironically, contrary to most people that are not trying to hold their breath and waiting for the Republicans to change their mind, I find that very funny. And the reason is because Mitch McConnell already told the nation, the world even, that he doesn't care what the Constitution said. He doesn't give an F about the Constitution. Mitch McConnell said that with his own mouth. You don't believe me? Listen to him. There will be no difference between the president's position and our position. Exactly how we go forward, I'm going to coordinate with the president's lawyers. Total coordination. Uh, with the White House Counsel's office. Again, I'm going to take my cues from the from the president's lawyers. The president's counsel may or may not decide they want to have witnesses. There's no chance the president's going to be removed from office. If you are a patriot, you cannot not be outraged because this is not a matter of being Democrat or being Republican because the very reason that our democracy survives is because of that very structure of our government. The minute that you don't have any oversight, then at that point, the idea of democracy in the United States of America ceases to exist. So if you are a Republican and you think it's okay, then you too are no patriot. There is no other word of saying it. No matter what you hear people saying, trying to sugarcoat, trying to go around to explain it to you, that's all it means. If you are okay with what is currently going on, with Donald Trump, with the Republican Party, you categorically are not a patriot. for what we know at this hour from Chief Congressional Correspondent. We go forward, I'm going to coordinate with the President's lawyers. Total coordination uh, with the White House Counsel's office. Again, I'm going to take my cues from the, from the President's lawyers. The President's counsel may or may not decide they want to have witnesses. There's no chance the President's going to be removed from office.
don't know if I've been talking without uh, any voice, but what I was saying earlier is remember Juror A and Juror B that I mentioned earlier? Well, those people, we can forgive them because they may not necessarily know anything or they may be too eager to act on past experience. One was a victim of crime. The other one was wrongfully accused of a crime. So it is understandable. But when you have senators, people like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, John Kennedy, people who know the law, understand the law, people who took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution. And just recently, they took an oath to be impartial jurors. And those are the people now that are telling the American people, we don't give an F about the Constitution. Now, if you are a Republican electorate, right now, the best thing that you can do for the United States of America, for the country, is to make plan to get rid of those individuals. Because they're not serving the United States of America. Now you may think it's okay because either you support Donald Trump and you think, why should they go along with Democrats? When it comes to the Constitution of the United States, there is no Democrat, there is no Republican. The Constitution of the United States is to be protected and defended by every American. Now, it's a shame that the President of the United States went out of his way to damage, to shred the Constitution. Fortunately, we have the impeachment process that the Constitution provides as a remedy for this type of individual. But unfortunately, the framers of the Constitution, they never envision a predicament in which all the members, not some, all the members of a political party would simply not do their constitutional duty. There is no way in the world they could have seen that coming. All the members of a political party, all the members, So what can we expect? I mentioned earlier, if I were to go to court or be called for jury duty, and the judge were to ask me to be impartial, or the judge were to ask me to wait for evidence in order to make my decision, I can tell you from this point forward, that's going to be my attitude in terms of the justice system. Because the people, and, and I'm hoping that more and more people start behaving that way. Because if the individual we call leaders, 
can just give the finger to the constitution of the United States, why should regular individuals, why should regular citizens behave any differently? Why would a judge ask a civilian to behave differently when the legislators, the people who understand the constitution, or the people who took an oath to defend the constitution, decide not to? Why would a judge try to enforce the idea of a private citizen to be differently? I can tell you those are the kind of thing that really baffle me. The Republican leaders do not have the integrity to do their constitutional duty. But what baffles me even more is the fact that the Republican electorate would shrug it off. We are, the country is, heading towards a precipice. Now, Republicans used to think of themselves as people with high moral values, people with Christian values, who would do the right thing. And ironically, today, the party that they always sneer at and think do not have those type of values happen to be the one displaying those very important values. Yes, you may not like Democrat for whatever reason, because the reason that Republican usually give for being Republican, those are gone. Moral values? Can Republican claim to have any moral values? Can Republican claim to have any Christian values? They don't even abide by the Constitution of the United States, which is where you would expect someone who is a patriot at least to demonstrate that at the very least they have that. Can any individual who support Donald Trump say he's an honest man? I rest my case. How do you make sense of the news? Talking points here, sound bites there, chaos, confusion, partisanship, lawmakers with no concern for our constitution, deception, corruption running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Join me every day for our regular program air at 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then. Everybody is fighting to get your attention because 
it's precious to them. The Republican politician, although they're doing wrong by the country, but they want you to believe that it's the damn Democrats. Some of you, Republican electorate, already predisposed to believe that's the case, and it doesn't matter what the Republican politicians say. In fact, just like Drew A, you don't care to hear. You already made up your mind. It's those damn Democrats. And as such, you would continue to vote in office those same individuals who have worked steadily, aggressively, systematically to shred the most important document that we have, the Constitution of the United States. Because as it stands today, it is not an expression, it is not an opinion. All the Republican senators in Washington have adopted a behavior that go against the Constitution of the United States. But they expect you to not see that because, well, those damn Democrats. So they give you a straw man, they give you a focus point, someone to hate so that you don't see how the erosion of our system of government, how the erosion of our democracy is, is happening right under your eyes. They know you, Republican electorate, are much easily manipulated. So, and that guarantees them a job in Washington almost forever. Now, I'm not here to tell you that the Democrats are, well, great. But in that one aspect, they have worked and behave in a way that would make the framers of the Constitution proud that they are patriot. Contrary to Republican, Democrats do not have a bullhorn where they try to propagandize their patriotism. They live as patriot. They don't have to say over and over they patriot and they don't rely on superficial things such as putting your hand on your chest to say they patriot. They act as patriot, they behave like patriot, and they work to protect and defend the constitution to which they took an oath. The Republicans are not doing that. As I mentioned, on January 16, the scene you're seeing behind me is the Republic is all the Republican, all hundred of them in the Senate taking an oath before the impeachment trial began. And that oath say they would be impartial, which means they would sit and listen to argument, they would listen to witnesses, and then they would make the, the, a decision. So far, they have all worked to prevent witnesses from coming forward. And the reason is very simple. They know that witnesses would be damaging to Donald Trump. 
So in other words, they're not there to be impartial. They're not there to wait to hear all the evidence. Their job is to defend Donald Trump. At least that's what they think their job is. But the Constitution of the United States has a very different job for them. As members of the legislative body, their job is to oversee the president, not to defend the president. And Donald Trump is not an individual to defend. We've seen the damage is already done to the country. And that's what makes it all the most baffling as to why the Republican senators would jeopardize their reputation for Donald Trump. That is the most baffling behavior of a collective group that I'm certain history will study for quite some time. But most importantly, as I mentioned earlier, if you were to be called for jury duty and a judge is trying to tell you you have to be impartial, I can make the argument to the judge that I'm not going to be impartial. I'm taking my cue from the Republican senators who publicly say they're not going to be impartial. They make the law. And they say it's okay to F the, institution, the Constitution of the United States. So why are you asking me not to? Now, if you're following this logic, the Republicans already destroy the, 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 the justice system that we have in the United States. Because I'm certain I'm not the only one thinking that way. And I'm certain that many people will start doing exactly that. Put differently, as far as the system is concerned, this is the beginning of the end of what we would call a fair justice system in the United States. And that's completely, 100% on the Republican senators today. Their behavior towards the Constitution has already defined what a future United States of America would look like. I hope this presentation was enlightening. If not, you already know what to do. Send us your comments, your criticism, your suggestion, and let us know how to do it better in the future. If you have any particular topic you would like us to talk about, let us know. Send it to us. We will research it. We will debate it right here on the 4th French program. I hope you can join me again tomorrow for another episode of the 4th French program. In the meantime, I hope you have a fantastic afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be for you.
for those of you who are patriot i hope you can join me in this journey to get rid of those senators who do not give a hoot about the constitution because failure to do so is a sure path to destroy the future for our children for our grandchildren we cannot stand and support those type of behavior good day that was an update through the prism of common sense join us again tomorrow at 10:30 a.m. for a full presentation i am md host of the fourth branch program the place for common sense send us comments criticism suggestion or simply let us know how we do it thank you for watching have a wonderful afternoon see you next time
Fourth Branch Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website, located at peoplebranch.org. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H dot org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully, you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That was the fourth branch, live from New York. Good day.